Happy Wednesday. Today's podcast is all about an actor who wormed his way into my heart back in the 80s. And I think he did the same to some guy in Austin because when I asked him if he would be willing to focus our first non-Bachelor related podcast on John Travolta, I thought my friend was going to cry. We spent a lot of time on Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and the wonder that is Urban Cowboy. We also discuss a video that had a certain wedding crowd going nuts. Make sure to check out the show notes for that, gem, And a picture of me as Cha-Cha de Gregorio dancing with my very own Danny Zuko. Ugh, I was hopelessly devoted to him. I wonder where Michael is today. Do you think he has a podcast and is talking about me as Cha-Cha de Gregorio? Probably not. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's our first podcast where we're not talking about The Bachelor. How do you feel about that, some guy? Uh, I, it Words cannot describe how excited I am to talk about anything but that show. Although, <laughs> I did have a fun season with you. Wasn't it great? I thought it was pretty good. I thought all The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. It was a good run this year. Don't you agree? It was. It was a great run. And I don't... Who's the next... Refresh my memory. Who's the next Bachelor? Who did they oh, dig out? Yeah, it's Ari. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get your motor running. Yeah, I've already forgotten <laughs> about it. How? How do you forget? Even my mother had a conversation with me this weekend where she said, how excited are you that it's Ari? And I was like, Mom, I, you don't remember who that is. She said, yes, no. I do. He was runner-up on Emily's season. So, wow. Yeah, the Good woman knows her, her bachelors. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I have been enjoying the hiatus after the Bachelor in Paradise. And honestly, I haven't seen th- – there have been a severe lack of uh, – we've talked about where I get my information from. But when I'm in the grocery line trying to pay for my you know, beer and – pretzels or whatever i'm buying i always look at the tabloids and i have, haven't seen his stupid face on any of them so i don't know i, okay. I heard um emily Mater just had another kid though <laughs> a his face is not stupid b that's a good thing that you're not seeing him because that means he's not off doing some weird stuff and plus they're gonna be real incognito about that because more than likely he's filming right fair enough so I what are you they're... what are you doing with your monday nights are you watching dancing with the stars <laughs> you are um is it Monday? what is today today's sunday i don't know i'll today tell you i'll monday. tell you tomorrow morning <laughs> i'll tell you tomorrow morning i don't know i <laughs> haven't really been taking advantage of the time off so, so you're I, just switching back and forth on sunday nights between pole dark and outlander right that's what oh outlander look we need to do a whole mm-hmm. show on that because yes, as i've do. talked to you about some guy loves that show mm-hmm. um i just it just baffles me why that's such a good show for you guys. It's ridiculous. She touches the rock. She's back in time. And then she's all uppity. And, you know, apparently uh, Outlander, Highlander, dirty Scotsmen and mm. kilts are also highly sensitive. And they have picnics in the countryside. They do. I, never, I don't remember reading about that in my my Highlander history. Yeah, they do. It's a It's a fact. It's a true fact. If you had to pick between... Outlander and Downton Abbey, which one would you pick? Wow. Um, 
first of all, I've never been asked that question. I really don't anticipate <laughs> being asked it again. I, I honestly, I would go with Down Abbey. Really? Because you like a valet. You want a valet of your own. I like the valet. I like. Uh, I like. Yeah, I like the valet, and I like when um, that cranky guy named Johnny Carson. I, his real name was Johnny Carson. I don't know who wrote it or named Johnny Carson. It was. They called him Carson, but his first name was Johnny. I swear to God. I, and he would just like the whole show was just him people in the basement. That no. Was, Didn't yes. you remember when he went to the nursery and would play with the children? So sweet. No, I don't remember that. But I do remember I took Mrs. Some Guy to the Biltmore Estate, which is the closest in, in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. And um, it's the closest thing. They call it the American Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. And I, I spent a bunch of money so we could actually stay like on the property and, you know, do all the stuff. But there <laughs> there was one where you could pay. It was like a couple thousand dollars more. And you could actually stay in the quarters and have a valet. And I thought, I don't want some weird guy <laughs> standing in my room. <laughs> I wouldn't know what the hell to tell the guy. So Tie my we, shoe, man. Tie my exactly, shoe. Yeah, oh, wait, exactly. I'm wearing boots. Sorry. My yeah. bad. <laughs> Shine this. I, I really wouldn't know what to. So anyway, we didn't do that option, but we mm. did stay there. And, and it was, man, it, uh, talk about a new definition of wealth. It was pretty, pretty neat. But mm-hmm. to answer your question, I think I'd go Downton Abbey. And the, the, the daughter, what was her name? The one that was always kind of like Mary. Um, Mary. Yeah, she was kind of hot. That, that made the show watchable. <laughs> Not as hot as Matthew. Uh, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> that that didn't really do a lot mm-hmm. in my way of fanship, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so it was fine. I, you know, I, I would get annoyed, but on Sunday nights we would we would watch it, and then we'd watch that Naked and Afraid show that I like. Right, where they're naked and afraid, and also afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not here to talk about masterpiece theater, but we are here to talk about a masterpiece. We are. John Travolta. Yep, I'm excited about this. John Travolta, I think, is one of the first things that you and I connected with whenever we first met, and I don't remember what it was about. Probably Urban Cowboy, if I had to Probably. take a stab yes. in the dark, where you yep. made an Urban Cowboy reference. Um, I think Urban Cowboy is a movie that not many people know, and whenever you can quote it, you kind of raise your caliber, in my opinion, as a person. So In this part of the world, I agree. Kudos to you for that. We're going to talk about John Travolta for no other reason than we love John Travolta. This isn't like the whatever anniversary of Greece, or it's not his birthday to my knowledge or anything. We just both love John Travolta and thought he deserved a podcast on his own. We're going to talk about what we love about John Travolta. So I want to start off by asking you, when do you remember realizing who John Travolta was as an actor. I'm sure it was probably something on television or a movie or something where you first realized, oh, I like that guy. Yeah, it was Welcome Back, Cotter. Mm -hmm. Um, My brother and I used to watch that show, and he was obviously Vinny Barbarino. Yeah. And um, I remember sitting there like after school or whatever and watching him. And the big thing, you know, the big controversial line he had where where, like he would say like, you know, every third or fourth show – when he got upset at somebody, he would say, up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> and uh, I remember that was sort of controversial. And Why? I remember, I don't know, because <laughs> no one said up your nose with a rubber hose. But when he got upset, that's what he would, you know, he would tell Epstein or Freddie Boom Boom Washington or, mm-hmm. or, or even more controversial, Mr. Cotter. Mm. It went across him. 
And he would say that. And it was one of those deals where the audience would just go nuts, you know, and he would have to pause like in the scene for the applause to die down. <laughs> but that's when I remember he, he always had the, the, the jacket on and mm-hmm. the denim jacket and he had the long hair. And, do, you, uh, that, do you remember it coming on television thinking, oh, I want to watch this? Or did you hear saying people saying, oh, you need to watch? Because you had to be what? I was like a kid. Eight? I mean, Seven no, younger than that. I mean, I was like 75 to 80 or something. Uh-huh. So I was, you know, a child. And I, I if I were, I, I would imagine it was in syndication after, you know, it was canceled for a yeah. while. So yeah. that's what I imagine. Cause I was really, I was really young during that time. So I can't imagine having the kind of memories I have now of that show, yeah. um, that young. So I would imagine I saw a lot of it in syndication when it was actually off the air. Supposedly Travolta had a hit single after he, welcome back Cotter. Did you know did. this? He, I did know that. And I can't remember the song, but you know, obviously, you know, he can sing cause of Greece. Yeah. He, you know, he was a trained dancer and, mm-hmm. and all that before and singer before he even got into acting. Um, and I think that the, if I remember correctly, the welcome back Cotter thing, you know, he, he was doing bit parts and all that. And he kind of landed that thing by accident, but he was a, uh, he was a Broadway guy, you know, right. and, and he was, uh, wanted to do go that route and he just happened to get famous. Let's get to the meat, meat of this podcast. Saturday night fever. 1977. 1977. Go. Best movie ever made. <laughs> probably. I actually had, um, okay. So you know this because you came to my wedding. You did see me do the whole John Travolta dance, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you tell the audience what you judge whether I was good or not. Um, but every one of my friends has a video of me clearing the dance floor and doing that entire. You should be dancing when he clears the dance floor at the 2001 Odyssey. You know it, start to finish. I have videographical proof of this. <laughs> Do you really? Myself. Yeah. Oh. I mean, everybody does. Everybody, everybody videoed that moment at your wedding, which so, was, I think, a pretty great moment. Yeah. So listen, I... I Here's really, my question to you, though. Yeah. So you had to learn this dance. So I'm imagining you standing in front of your TV, like pause, play, pause, play, pause. Is that correct? No, I have. I'm, I'm I'm good at eight counts. I watched it a few times and I got it. When? I need to know how old. Well, you were I when this man, I, I have pictures. I'll have to find them. My mom can probably find them. But I actually had a blue um, polyester like disco shirt that was a lot like the one he had on, and I had these like bell-bottom slacks. Mm-hmm. And um, on dress-up days to school, I would wear that. And I have pictures of me in the backyard doing the, you know, the finger in the air pose. I have pictures of me as a small child in the backyard doing that pose. I can't believe I'm admitting this. This is, this is, uh, it's very, um. It's great. It's great. Yeah. But, uh, yes. You know, and I'll tell you a couple things. Number one was uh, he had an Italian last name, which Mm I and I think that was part of it. And then uh, my parents are from New York. You know, they, they were, were born and raised there before we moved to Texas. And um, so, you know, I, it was always this kind of, I identified with that character for some reason. Even though I wasn't allowed to watch the R1, there was a PG version. Oh, of, I did not know I, that. My mom didn't make, up that, make us yeah. do that role. 
it wasn't until years later that I actually watched the, the one. But uh, Tony Monero and then Staying Alive, I'm sure we'll get to that. But, you know, the big big deal with Staying Alive was uh, Sylvester Stallone, another one of my childhood heroes, Rocky, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 15. Not, yeah, not 4. Yeah, not, why not no, 4? No, 4 is the best, the Drago. Russian, mm-hmm. and Drago. So in Staying Alive, um, Sylvester Stallone, uh, you know, and let's just reset for the non-John Travolta fans. This is the Tony Monero character from Saturday Night Fever goes and gets a gig or tries to make it on Broadway because mm-hmm. he tries to do something dancing. And uh, he's in the beginning, you know, he's got a strut. There's no yeah. better beginning of a mm. He gets the paint, you know, so and he's good. walking. Up. He gets, I used to do that walk with iced tea jugs when I waited tables <laughs> and make people laugh. I got the walk down. I used to do that with two iced tea jugs in my hands, like I was, had a paint can. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so, uh, but staying alive, you know, he's still Tony Monero. He's a little older and he goes into the city in Manhattan and he um, tries to make it on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, um, Frank Stallone, who is Sly's brother, did the soundtrack. And he's walking down the street and he bumps into somebody mm-hmm. as he's strutting. And if you look closely, the guy that turns around is Sylvester Stallone. It's mm-hmm. a cameo in it. So, Very anyway, cool. I like, like that movie too. My favorite part is that when he gets on the payphone and they tell him he got the part and he hangs up and he says, Way to go, Monero! <laughs> and his girlfriend is Cynthia Rhodes, who was Penny in Dirty Dancing. That's how I know things. With Staying Alive, to me, that was, you know, and I'm, so that's what, like five years, six years after. I think it was early, early 80s because he had done Grease and he had done a bunch of other stuff um, uh, after Saturday Night Fever. That's the one that I remember. Well, I remember both, obviously, but I kind of gravitated to Staying Alive because it was more, it was more dancey, dancey. Yeah, I guess Broadway dancing, even though disco dancing, but Broadway dancing. And I, I remember... I remember liking that one too, but if you had to choose between Saturday Night Fever or Staying Alive, which would you choose? Saturday Night Fever, hands down. Hands down. Why did you like Saturday Night Fever so much? I I don't know. I I like the, I just like, I, you know, this sounds like one of your podcasts with one of your roommates or something, you know, but I, and I sound like a kid, but that that movie for every time it comes on, I watch the whole thing. I love Mm -hmm. it. It's just a great, the white suit (laughs) is great. Nice. Um, you know, it's just, it's a good movie. I love it. But yeah, that's, that was, uh, and I, I think I watched that as, as at a time in my childhood where, you know, I was impressionable or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just like John Travolta. So, well, you and everybody else in the world, because supposedly Saturday Night Fever was one of the most commercially successful movies of the entire decade. Ever. That's correct. Seven, I think it's like number, number four. Well, no. I think of all time, it's like one of the number. If you Google it, I think obviously there's Star Wars stuff now and whatever. But uh, up until a few years ago, I think it was uh, in the top five of all of grossing movies of all time. And you know, obviously the soundtrack. I mean, mm. that launched mm-hmm. uh, BGs. that launched mm. disco. Well, and here's the, here's the bittersweet thing for me because I'm a big music guy. You know this. The Bee Gees were actually a legit good um band prior to that and they'll i've seen interviews um in the past where they they it was a bittersweet deal because they were huge obviously and they were credited with 
you know, inventing disco mm-hmm. when they just really wanted to be musicians mm-hmm. and then they had to go out there and staying alive over mm-hmm. and over again. Do you think the so. music made the movie or the movie helped the music along? Uh, that's impossible to say, but I, obviously the, you know, the soundtrack is something that drives a movie. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what would Top Gun be without that opening scene where Kenny mm-hmm. Loggins, you know, Danger Zone mm-hmm. is playing? I mean, it, you can't separate the two. Star did, Wars without the theme. I mean, it's it's impossible to separate them. Did you have the album? I did. I did. And I used to um, put it in my... I had a little stereo, you know, a, a record player. And I would uh, put it... I would put the record on and then I would close that plastic cover Mm -hmm. and then I would put the album cover. I, it was a, it it opened up, it was a double album. (laughs) I used to put that on the top there so I could look at John while I was learning the dances. (laughs) Tell me again how old you were. I don't know. I was a kid. Yeah, I was 25. (laughs) (laughs) But you were able, that's what, that's what I appreciate about this because you were able to pull that out for pop culture moments and for, you know, you said you, for school, you dress up as them as dress up day or Halloween or whatever. That's a good thing to be able to pull from because at least back then everybody knew what you were doing and you were able to pull it off too, because you did have that Italian background and you probably nailed the accent and your mom made you the outfit and it was great. I think my hair back in the day. Oh yeah. I didn't even uh, think was about also, that. Exactly. The, my hair back in the day, I used to put the, the, the hair gel I used was called DEP, D-E-P. Mm-hmm. And I probably used a, a bottle a week. I mean, I would, I would, that stuff, I would put, my hair wouldn't move. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I used to use the line, remember when, uh, his, he's at the table and he's got his, John Travolta's at the table and they're eating. He's got his red napkin. silk disco shirt on. He's got his napkin in his collar. <laughs> and he says something to his mother and his dad slaps him. Yeah. And he says, uh, he, you know, he hits my hair. He hits my hair. <laughs> he hits my hair. <laughs> he is, he's upset that he hit his hair. I love that line. It's so funny. Did you appreciate Grease when it came out? Because it's yes. a musical and it was different than Saturday Night Fever, but you did appreciate it. Loved it. Loved, yeah, loved it. Never, never questioned my manhood or whatever. I loved it. And, you know, everybody, every kid my age at that time had a crush on Olivia Newton John. And mm-hmm. um, I even kind of like, what's it, Chacha de Gregorio? I kind of yeah. like her too. I bet. She's, yeah, the best, the best dancer, dancer at St. Bernadette's with the worst <laughs> reputation. <laughs> you know, that was my one line. I was cha-cha That's right, yeah. That's in right. my high school How performance. How were you cha-cha? Because She's I was Puerto the Rican. dancer. We didn't have Puerto Ricans in Hallsville. <laughs> you were the closest thing. I to was a- the closest <laughs> thing, and I am White Thunder. But sometimes I got really tan because I used to lay in the tanning bed back then. But. Yeah. It was. Uh, it wasn't based on any of that. It was based on who could do the dance with Danny Zuko, and that was me. Because you, you know we had to dance to "Born to Hand Jive" yes. for an entire song, and so well, that was well, me. When I was in high school, my um, I was in a class called Tech Theater. It was a total blow off class senior year where we actually built the set for the plays. Mm-hmm. You know, so we hammers and we we build. You know, if it called for a box here or a, a riser here, we did all that. And I remember um, I was in there working with my friends trying to build this deal. Um, and m- my high school was putting on a production of Grease. And I remember um, the, our drama teacher, who I, had, I didn't know, um, came in and she said, are you d-? 
And I said, yes. And she said, well, come here. And, and she, I thought, this is weird. She brought me in the office and she said, look, uh, as you know, we're doing a production of Grease and um, everybody in the cast thinks you should play Danny Zuko. <laughs> and to this day, I, you know, I, I wussed out. I was like, no, Aww. I was kind of afraid to do it. And I, but my, the, I, she specifically asked me and offered me the lead in my high school play and I turned it down. Why? I, you know, because I'd never done anything like That's that before. That's not your personality, though. Uh, yeah, you know. You would have not... said, stand by, let me strut for you. No. <laughs> no, but I remember it was like a 20, 30-minute conversation, and she really tried to talk me into it, and I, I regret it. I think it probably mm. would have changed the course of my life. And I remember going to watch it. Um, the, the guy that played, Danny, he was named James Lane. And mm. I remember just thinking he's terrible. I could oh, do it better. James. <laughs> you could have yeah. had a T-bird jacket, man. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, mm. I just, you know, I, that, that is one of my biggest regrets growing up. I, I turned it down. Well, Michael McRae was Danny Zuko in our production. He was great. We okay. even had a Grease Lightning cart that the shop department made yes, out of a golf cart. Favorite song from Grease. Oh my! Um, Do you have the Grease soundtrack on your phone right now? I don't, but mm. um, I know the whole thing. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think I used to like Grease Lightning when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you know, know maybe... there are so many dirty words in that. Well, there are yes. two very big dirty words in that song, yeah. and we used to sing it to the top of our lungs. Yeah, I and Mom would just say, "Oh, y'all didn't know what you were saying." It's a little racy. It's... No fun. No pun intended. <laughs> What did she give him? A lock of hair from, from her, her chest. chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but no, I, I would, ha- you know, I also liked, you know, I, I would never, I, I can admit this now because, you know, I'm much more secure in my masculinity. But, uh, you know, I don't know. There's something always tugged at my heartstrings when uh, Sandra D sang Hopelessly Devoted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Travolta appears in the pool and she's mm-hmm. paper and, and she's then still she turns into Sandy after she... that. Mm. That's right, yeah. She's all slutty and he's like, Hey, all right. My mom had those red shoes. She did not have that black leather outfit though. Um, but my mother could have worn that black leather outfit because she's beanpole, but she did have those red candy shoes with wooden soles. Grease was one of my favorites. I think everybody knows that. I talked about it. Oh, I talk about it all the time, I feel like, but it was the one, it's ironically enough, that and Saturday Night Fever and like Sound of Music were the three that we grew up on. We had all the albums and we also had all the eight tracks when we transitioned to that in my dad's car. But Grease was the one, I would choose Grease over Saturday Night Fever, but it also came out. When did Grease come out? 78. Part of me wonders, and I'll have to ask Mama, if she had a crush on John Travolta, and that's why Jamie and I, because in 78, you know, I'm only three, so I don't, I was influenced way after, and that had to be my mom, right? I guess. Jamie's not very much older than me, but 
the same is true with the next one I want to talk about, which is Urban Cowboy. That's nineteen eighty. Best movie ever. Yeah. Best I movie agree. Ever. If if I I struggled with that earlier because I thought no 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 I love Greece I love Greece but the more I think about Urban Cowboy, I don't know. I well that was a but that you know but the, those three movies we just mentioned I I don't think it was your mom having a crush because. Um, those movies were huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole nation was talking about them. Um, and if you remember Urban Cowboy, you had, you know, guys in New York buying Wrangler jeans, yes. <laughs> you know, listening to Johnny Lee albums. Yes. When, when, so and that, somebody asked me one time if people actually put their Lone Star beer in the back in pocket, pocket while they dance. And I Do said, Do you remember the first time I danced I, with you? I did yes. that. I said, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've experienced it, you know, just two years ago, not, or five years ago, not in 1980, but I've, I've seen it. And I think what I appreciate about, so I guess Saturday Night Fever is the, I have no idea what it is about Saturday Night Fever and staying alive. I feel like that's the John Travolta-ness of it all. And then you have Grease, which is to me the music, but Urban Cowboy, John Travolta is definitely the one-liners. And oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. This, the quotes that I still recite today, all and the time with my sister and my mom, and probably sometimes and me. You. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't know but, how many times we've called each other and just gone, Uncle Bob, and then yeah. hung up. Well, I was at this fundraiser deal, and I was uh, for John Wayne Cancer Foundation, and I'm, you know, friends with all those folks. And uh, Barry Corbin was ne- next to me at, at the table, and uh, I actually. He, he was a little annoyed. I was having a really good conversation with him. And then I called you and handed him the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, looked at me like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, talk to my friend, talk to my friend. <laughs> and uh, you made him laugh. I don't know what you told him, but I remember he, he was a little annoyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he said Uncle Bob or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he laughed. And so he hung up and I said, thanks a lot for doing that. And I got a nice picture with him, too. He was a nice guy, really nice guy. Yeah, I'll put that up in the show notes. As well yeah. as your Travolta video from your wedding. You have that picture? Did I see that picture? No, from your wedding, the video. Oh, okay, Ugh. you have permission to do it. I was going to do it without uh, permission, but thank you for that. What are some one-liners from Urban Cowboy that you say often? Oh, my God, I could go on for for days. Uh, when you're mad at somebody, you know this one. Mm-hmm. Fine, forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time, um, all the time. And you have to say, fine, forget it. Forget it. Fine, forget it. And uh, damn near broke my back, uh, like that one. Uh, you broke my damn arm. That's a good one. Uncle Bob is another good one. Uh, McDonald's and then, uh, again. One of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. She said we live like pigs. She said that. And then uh, what's the other one? Is uh, Sissy? I love you. I want to apologize. Clear back to the first time I hit you. <laughs> Domestic abuse is not funny. Uh, and, uh, the, so I, I, I saw a thing the other day, not the other day, this is a while back, but uh, I might have sent it to you. It was uh, the uh, you know one of those deals where you're just clicking online, trying to avoid work, and it was the top 100 uh, best villains of all time in mm, movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got like Jack Nicholson as the Joker. You've got like Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Gordon Gecko, you know all these all these terrible people, and then Wes Hightower, <laughs> which the Scott only Glenn, man who can pull off a black mesh shirt is Wes Hightower. 
tucked into his Wranglers oh, yeah. as he mm-hmm. as he operated the mechanical bull. Mm-hmm. The other thing, I also, you know this, I always send you mechanical bull riding mm-hmm. videos myself in various places. Mm-hmm. And uh, my inspiration for riding mechanical bull, John Travolta as Bud in Urban Cowboy. And I sent you and Mrs. Some Guy Bud and Sissy license plates when y'all That's were engaged. Right. Right. They're not in the have... back of your fancy car, though. No, it's a convertible. You don't have a truck. So, it's convertible. <laughs> I can't put them back there. Plus, in the, my my other car, my windows are tinted, so it would be yeah. useless. Yeah. Oh. But I, you know, in 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 uh, in spirit, they're always there. <laughs> you and I are gonna think this is the you, me, mom, and Jamie are gonna think this is the best podcast ever. But the best is, um, you know how to step. Yeah, that's right. No, you, you real cowboy. Yeah, you real cowboy. You don't cowboy. prove it. All right. Yeah, you real cowboy. You have beard in here. You shouldn't have shaved it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Then, um, sadly, after, well, I also read that he is pretty much responsible for Richard Gere's entire career because he, he turned he down. He turned down American Gigolo. He American did. Gigolo, Officer and a Gentleman, and Chicago. Yeah. And he also turned down Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, and Splash. So That's Tom right. Hanks thanks him as well. So 1980, Urban Cowboy. And then the next thing that I remember John Travolta being a part of that I thought was, eh, was Look Who's Talking. No, no, no. You're missing several. No, uh, I don't think I am. Blowout, which you wouldn't have liked. That was no. Brian De Palma. Wah, wah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't like that. He wasn't like in tight jeans running around dancing. Right. Uh, and then another one that's incredibly embarrassing. Do you remember Perfect with Jamie Lee Curtis where he yes. wears like Is he jazzercise? Like warmers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was coming off the rails. <laughs> that's that what it was coming off the and rails. The all the pelvic thrusting from yes, both the, of them. Mm-mm. Yeah. So from I'd say like 83 or 4 to. Pulp Fiction. I mean, he was non-existent. He just well, look who's talking. Look who's talking too. Give me it. Was he in the? Give me a break. Well, I mean, he did something though. I mean, at least I know what that is. But 1994, like you say, was Pulp Fiction, and that's whenever it was his resurgence, and everybody got excited about him again. And I uh, do not like the movie. I just don't. Well, it's not up your alley. Mm -mm. It's definitely not very profane and whatever so yeah no but i I, look i think it's brilliant but i think i'm not a big tarantino fan i think it's he's a he's got like one note you know you can only swear and say negative stuff and be ultra violent so many times pulp fiction to me is a great movie for a lot of reasons but uh, i remember being excited when travolta's career got back on track now one that you probably aren't aware of maybe you are but that i absolutely love it's one of my favorite movies of, of uh well favorite movies in general but john travolta movies for sure is get shorty have you ever mm-hmm. seen it mm-hmm. freaking hilarious great movie everybody's good in that gene hackman renee russo mm-hmm. danny devito everybody's good in that but uh well apparently... i have an actual brush with john travolta i do i can't wait to hear it I thought you have heard it before, but no. if not, this is very exciting. So whenever I worked in Dallas at the PR firm there, we did um, these Brinker lecture series nights with a some famous celebrity. And one year it was John Travolta and we had to do, we had to handle the talent as, as they, they say uh. in the biz. 
And so he was at the Crescent Hotel, and what these people had paid for was a night. So you, you pay for your ticket a night with John Travolta, but then you can pay even more money. We're talking like $5,000 to meet John Travolta and get your picture made with him. Mm-hmm. This was before everybody had, you know, their own cell phones. Well, and hold cameras. on a second. Get your picture made? Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- wh- who says that? Me? That, I, I just, just picture Abraham Lincoln sitting in a chair while they fire off a gunpowder flash. No one says get your picture made anymore. I say get your picture made, and I'm going to continue to say <laughs> get your picture made. So you could get your picture made with John Travolta. And what our mm-hmm. job was, there were, I think, eight of us in the room, and each person had to be at a different spot in the room, meaning somebody had to be at the door to check the person's name. Somebody had to walk the couple over to John Travolta. Somebody had to be taking their name by the photographer. Somebody had to be at the exit to pull them away because John Travolta would give you a nod or a look when he was ready for the people to go away. So I was the person he gave that nod or look to. He would look at me and do this kind of smile nod thing. And Uh that meant I had to come and say, I'm so sorry, Mr. Travolta's time is, you know, we have to, I'm so sorry, we have to keep this line moving. So I would look like the bad, bossy, pushy person and not him. And he would go, no, no, Lindsay, just one more second. I'd say, I'm sorry, Mr. Travolta. So I would look (laughs) like the bad person. I I did this all the time. So he is in there, and we have one hour to get 63 people in and out of this room because he had only given us one hour. And that many people paid $5,000 to have their picture made with John Travolta. Yeah. If anybody is in the PR business and in talent handling and entertainment, the biggest no-no is to ask the talent for any kind of photo or autograph or anything because you're working for them. And you cannot ask them for a photo at all. Now, you can be charming and whatever, but you cannot say, sir, can we get our picture taken? Well, we ended up finishing all of these people. We got them in and out in 48 minutes. So we had 12 minutes to spare. And John was, John, because that's what I call him. Yeah. He was just standing around and his, because he couldn't leave yet, because he has to leave at whatever o'clock to be driven over to the place. And he can't just walk out in all those people because they'll, because the people will mob him. And so he just looked around and he goes, well, do y'all want a picture? Well, that's <laughs> different of Mr. Travolta yeah. says. And I went, yes, we do. And I don't know if I got in trouble for that. So we as a group, as all the PR people get around him, well, I'm making a beeline for him so I can stand right beside him because of course I would do that. And my boss was on the left-hand side and I am rushing to get on the right-hand side and the intern Saddles up next to him. Oh, Are you terrible. kidding me, intern? Are you kidding me? And so I'm by the intern who is by John Travolta, but he puts his arm around the intern, and when he comes around, he kind of grazes the side of my boob. So I sort of got to second place with John we Travolta, get- second base. Well, let's do a John Travolta trivia. How do you feel about that? Um, dude, I can't wait. I, if I get one wrong, this is going to ruin my day. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from the Pioneer Woman. She did this a couple of years ago, so I'm just borrowing it from her. Let's see if you know your John Travolta. I can't wait. Let's hear it. Where was Danny stranded when he was branded a fool? The drive-in. Okay, great. 
<laughs> ding, ding. In Saturday Night Fever, where did Tony work during the day? The paint store, the hardware store. He sold paint and hardware stuff. <sighs> An urban cowboy, Bud thinks Sissy should not what? Should not what? Should not. I, is he there, doesn't there want her. There are choices, but you know this. He doesn't want her to what? In the movie. She's not allowed to do Ride what? the bull. Right. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm not giving you choices. Heck no, that, but that was the, the question was weird. But yeah, he, you're not going to ride that bull, sissy. Yes, I am, bud. Get off that bull. <laughs> Sandy <laughs> gets mad and leaves the dance off because Danny starts dancing with whom? Well, he didn't really start. He was kind of tricked into it. Mm-hmm. Chacha de Gregorio. Mm-hmm. They apparently and, had a thing. And they won, too. Mm-hmm. In Saturday Night Fever, Tony's brother comes home after quitting what profession? The priesthood. That's right. Sissy. Father Frank. You have Father to. Father Frank. And he takes him out <laughs> in 2001. He says, Tony, your dancing is fantastic. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say a quote from Sissy, and you have to say what Bud said afterwards all right this might be a little hard sissy i finally got what i wanted i got a real cowboy well yeah and i finally got me a lady finally got me a a real lady is that what it is (laughs) (laughs) i got a real lady that's right there you go what's the name of the disco in saturday night fever you already said 2001 odyssey yep i did not know that in nope. Pulp Fiction, Vincent Vega says that in Paris, they call this a royale with cheese. Quarter pounder. Because right. they don't have the metric system. <laughs> and you can go. I mean, you can walk into McDonald's, you can get a glass of beer. And I'm not talking about a plastic cup. I'm talking a glass of beer. <laughs> After trying several different sports, for what sport does Danny Zuko finally earn a letter for his jacket? Track. Yes, he did. Right. Uh-oh. He wasn't very good at baseball, was he? <laughs> <laughs> I did like when he popped the catcher's, the catcher's mask <laughs> back on his face. You may not know this one. In Look Who's Talking, Travolta's character befriends a baby named... No idea. I never saw that movie. Yeah. Mikey. Isn't it like him with Tom Selleck? And, or is that Three Men and a Baby? No, that's Three Men and a Baby. Okay. In Urban Cowboy, a girl picks up Bud and takes him to her apartment in downtown... Houston. Houston proper. In Pulp Fiction, Vincent wins a dance contest with Mia, played by what actress? I hate her, Uma Thurman. Oh, that was a mean thing to say, right? I don't like her. I just can't stand her. I think she's just, ugh. A poster of which actor hangs on the wall of Tony's room in Saturday Night Fever? Um, Farrah Fawcett. Well. Well, Al Pacino. There you go. Yeah, he's got Farrah Fawcett and Al Pacino on on his walls. Finish this song lyric. We go together like... Rama lama lama, dippity dippity dip. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Is that was that close? Sort of. <laughs> Kadinga da ding da dong. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't really fault me. I was in the right ballpark. <laughs> What's the name of the honky tonk and urban cowboy? Gillies, come on. In summer love, hey tattoo. <laughs> See that? That's a wedding ring. <laughs> hey tattoo. In Summer Lovin', where does Danny brag to his friends that he and his summer love made out? Under the dock. Very good. <laughs> Whose voice is behind the baby in Travolta's film, Look Who's Talking? I think it's, is it Danny DeVito? 
No. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I never saw that movie, but I, for some reason I thought it was Danny DeVito. Bruce Willis. Oh, well, another hack. Go in, ahead. In Saturday Night Fever, where does Tony live with his family? What city? Yeah, like a... Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, in Brooklyn, New York. What's the name of the group of greasers Danny Zuko belongs to? T-Birds. Mm-hmm. Where is John Travolta? Where is John Travolta's adorable signature dimple? On his chin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you did great. You I, I just didn't know the Shambalama Ding Dong or, or the Look Who's Talking, which you really can't fault me for either one of those. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You did a great job. Congratulations. Doesn't that guy from Outlander have a dimple on his chin? Yes, the guy he like? does. Mm, strong jawline, strong oh, dimple. Strong jawline. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I do have permission to put up your video and your picture of Uncle Bob. You do, and um, you know we'll see what happens. But uh, send me a copy. I've never seen the video of me dancing, so go ahead and send oh. it. Do I, do I look good? You do. You do. You nailed it. All right, good. Let's do it. Thank you all for listening and make sure to review the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to check out the Audible deal at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. They're a sponsor today and the company is offering a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. They have a ton of titles from which to choose for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever.